Hi, everybody. This is Pam at the Paper Outpost, and this is the Paper Outpost podcast, the joy of junk journals. Welcome, welcome. Coming to you today from the living room um, on the couch, sunny by my side. Uh, It's actually still dark here. I just got up and I thought I'd sit down and talk with you guys and get the day started. Um, Thinking about unused skills untapped resources today that we can bring to our paper crafting and fun ways that we can use them that maybe we haven't thought about. Um, Skills we had forgotten we had that maybe we can bring. Uh, The nice thing about junk journals is that you can use a myriad of your crafting skills, your art skills, your creative skills, your imagination uh, in so many unlimited ways to create this orbit, almost this vortex that pulls in all these little different tidbits of yourself. And at the very base of the vortex comes out a journal, possibly. And um, there's many different ways and many different versions of that expression that can happen. And I think that might be part of why this concept of making your own book and creating it any way you want for any purpose that you want in any direction that you want with any colors with no have to's um no shoulds no pressure is so inviting to so many people because it's it's there's a sense of freedom and a sense of peace knowing that you can pull from whatever part of you that you want to create your book and Um, I'm starting to see a thread or a common feeling with people um, when they get excited about making something and uh, they're starting to tap into those little different resources or those little forgotten parts of themselves that they now realize were not a waste of time, were not um, a waste of money, that they spent all that money on supplies for that skill that they fell in love with for a while, whether they dove in deep or they dabbled in it and did not um, find it was that great, but at least they had the experience. And now they know that maybe, you know, I'm thinking way back when, um, you know, some of my earliest crafts in life were the first, one of the first ones, well, let's talk about the macaroni necklaces in summer camp. Then there were the leather wallets in summer camp and um paint by number you know um I don't think I ever finished one but I tried it and I didn't know at that time that I would fall in love with painting 50 years later um so it's still worth the journey to try and explore these other different avenues and the ones that you've already done in the past that you thought Oh, okay, I did that for a while, but that just wasn't for me, may come of value now. Maybe that's going to bubble to the surface where you're going to see, hey, maybe I can use, maybe I can glue, you know, dry macaroni to the cover of a journal and then spray paint everything white and I can get a pretty cool look. Um, It's a lot less expensive than buying beads. And uh, I can't thread them as easily, but maybe I can create a design. Um, It's almost like that diamond painting. I've never actually done that, so I shouldn't say that for sure. But like where you're assembling a a collage or mosaic or something like that with little tiny pieces and you get a finished piece 
you can, this can be done with, okay, I know it sounds crazy, but macaroni does have a role here. There is a place for it. I can see it. Don't get me started on spine dangle macaroni. I mean, I, I'm starting to visualize it now. I've never thought about it before, but it's coming in hard and fast. And now I can see it. Yep, it could be. Um, maybe the macaroni could be painted. It actually could be painted like beads. I mean, okay, a lot of macaroni isn't solid. There are macaroni with holes in it, Pam. What are you talking about? Um, elbow macaroni. Um, you know, little... Okay, I don't know all the different macaronis, but there's a lot. Have you ever gone to Olive Garden and you look at all the different names of the macaroni? Yeah, it's overwhelming. Or you go down your, your uh, grocery store aisle and you look at all this different macaroni or pasta. And uh, there's a lot of different names. There are. And I think I'm going to go. I'm going to go next time I go to the store. I'm going to look at the pasta aisle differently. Yes, I'm going to say you are a resource. Um, Okay, this is where I have to say, everything is a craft supply until proven otherwise, even the macaroni. Um, I don't know, will that attract bugs? Maybe not if it's spray painted, okay? Uh, you could seal it as well. Um, I don't remember bugs with my macaroni necklaces. I don't, I, I just don't. But I, I'm pretty sure my macaroni necklaces probably broke under pressure. They're not the strongest things in the world, but they do have some heft. There's a place, okay, we'll put that out there. Can we talk rug hooking? Okay, there's another weird one, right? How many rug, hooked rugs did you produce in your life? You know, I think I had, what was it? I did a koala. It was a koala. It was small. Okay, it wasn't a big thing. It was like maybe, I don't know, 10 by 10 or something like that. It wasn't even a rug. Okay, who are we kidding? There was no rug there. It was like a little square and it took me forever to finish that. Hook, hook, hook. But... um it was an experience, and I remember it, and I'm thinking now, how on earth could I use that with junk journal making? Well, the short rug fibers could possibly be glued onto a page. They could be spray painted. You could create little scenes and things like that. Um, you could tease apart the fibers and uh, create some nesting material. Um, you could maybe make a tassel. How about that? Bind um, a bunch of the fibers up at one end, wrap some string around it, tie it really good, maybe put some glue there, um, put a longer string inside, you got yourself a little tassel. So starting to just think outside of the box, a tassel, what would you use that for? That could be part of a spine da dangle, it could also be part of a um, sash, a closing sash that goes around the outside of the journal to tie it, have a couple little... Um, Tassels hanging from that? I don't know. These are just random thoughts of a crafter. This is like the, uh, the squirrel running through my head. And uh, where it goes today, Lord only knows. But uh, trying to think back in those, for those days where we did other things, but now we can pull them forward. Um, okay, so I'm reaching for my coffee because it is early. Okay. All right, Sunny, you're all right? Hi, Mom. Down here, just, just, I got everything covered. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Okay. He's actually sitting on the floor now. Yeah, hey, baby. You can say hi to everybody. Hello, everybody. 
<laughs> okay, that's very good. Oh, you want a little tummy scratch? Okay, there we go. He's all settled. He's um, always asking me, Mom, why do you get up so early? Why can't we just lay in bed for hours and then not even get up? Well, we'll have somebody bring us a chicken and then um, maybe we'll play for a while in bed and then we'll just stay here and go back to sleep and wake up tomorrow. <laughs> that would be Sunny's perfect day. Well, as long as we went to the uh, park and the car wash and all that. I'm, I'm whispering slowly. don't want to get overly excited too early in the morning. Um, but all is well. And yeah, the sun is not up yet. Yep. Nope. Sometimes I wonder if it's going to forget to come up. Yeah, I look over there and I can see across, um, like I have a little like lake area behind me and I can see across the lake to other people. So they're, um, they're part of their house that faces the lake. And um, I can't see right inside their house, but I can see that there's one guy that has his TV on all the time. And it's one of those big monolithic TVs. And there it is flashing away. I think it's on the news. I can't really tell, but I, that's what I imagine. It's there all the time. It must keep him company. And I think that's why a lot of us maybe craft because our papers keep us company. And they make us feel like, hey, hey, here we are with our papers. Our papers are with us. They're very patient. They sit here. They wait for us to come along and create. Um, I have to have, uh, have people say, you know, I've been crafting a while, but I just, I, I got to put it down for a while. I got to walk away. I got to just let it go for a bit. And that's okay. It's okay to put it down and walk away and experience other things. And um, if you get that calling again to come back to the papers, and the papers will call if you're ready and if it's time, um, sometimes you come back with new energy and new fervor. And sometimes you might think about something that you did a long time ago. Maybe, how about, um, did anybody play hopscotch with uh, sidewalk chalk? I don't even think we had sidewalk chalk back then. We just had chalk, and you used it to draw your... Uh, um, um, hopscotch little shape now I think I remember we didn't even have sidewalk we didn't even have chalk we used to use a stone and we would make the mark on the sidewalk with the stone that's how creative we were we just used what we had at our fingertips now just talking about those two things stones and chalk how can you use those in crafting um I know that chalk can come in handy. Some kind of porous, powdery substance can come in handy if you take a sock and maybe you crush your chalk and you put it in the sock and tie it up. You can use this as a little sack or a pouch to, um, let's say you've got little glue. It's everywhere. You can't quite control it. It's on a page. You can't rub it off, but it's still a little sticky. You can tap, tap, tap or pat, pat, pat that little pouch with the chalk dust and that will help de-stick um, that excess glue. So that's a nice thing to keep in the back of your mind. You can also use cornstarch for that. And they sell these little pre-made cornstarch packs or powder packs. Um, you could probably use baby powder or something like that. I don't know if it, nobody uses talcum powder anymore because it's bad or evil or something. But anyway, those kinds of powders, um, which are probably mostly cornstarch today, are um, you can use for that. So and stones and things like that. Um, sometimes you can use the essence of something. Let's, let's say you like the colors in a stone. Um, maybe the stone might be too big or awkward to use in your journal, um, even to dangle, um, but you can use the color palette from that stone. Maybe you like uh, the river rock 
colors. Maybe you like the um, stony colors, you know what I mean? Like the grays and the whites and the, and the bisques and the browns and things like that. And you're going to use that and draw from that color palette and create your journal from that. Maybe it's going to be a, a natural journal, a nature journal. And um, maybe you're going to draw stones. Maybe you're going to draw a little river scene on a page because you just feel compelled to draw a river scene with stones and water running. And maybe it's going to be a little tiny vignette, uh, a little tiny corner picture. It doesn't have to be a whole page. Or it could be um, a very whole page but very soft um, uh, colors. Maybe somebody could still write over it and enjoy the page. Or maybe it's going to be an intense page that you've uh, deeply colored with possibly chalk. How about that? And uh, I guess the first thing that would come to mind might be, well, chalk dust, it's going to be all over the place. It's going to transfer to the other page, things like that. You can spray with um, acrylic sealants to help with that. Um, that might or might not work, but you never know until you try. Maybe try on a blank page first, give it a little test. And um, I've been very surprised by a lot of supplies in art where I thought there was going to be a lot of transfer to the page next door, um, the page that it interfaces with. Um, for example, just the regular distress glue, glue, the, the regular distress inks, which are just um, dye. They, I thought, oh, there's going to be transfer. And often, once given enough time to dry, there's not. And um, so... Or, or not an appreciable amount to, to get all, you know, um, up in a lather. And um, um, so sometimes letting go of the fear of doing something and just doing it or trying it or trying it off-site to have some confidence in it. Um, drawing, um, I saw some beautiful chalk drawings, magnificent chalk drawings when I uh, was in Florence, Italy. Um, these there's, It's full of so many artists there. If you ever had... It's like one of those bucket list cities. If you've never gone, I highly rec highly recommend it if you like to see amazing artists just do their thing in the streets. It's just fascinating. They come out, they, the violinists, like student violinists will come out and they'll just create a mini orchestra and just start playing and playing and playing. And the most beautiful, um, emotional, uh, oh, heart warming, heartbreaking songs that would just bring you to tears. And then all of a sudden you'll turn a corner and there'll be ballerinas dancing away, just exploding into these gorgeous um, dances. And then another, around another corner you'll find the street chalk artists. And um, this is way beyond what I would call graffiti. This is Leonardo da Vinci style level work. They create these pictures on the street with chalk they work on them all day. They're unbelievable. I've seen Mona Lisa's. I've seen, uh, you know, Rembrandt's. I mean, they just, and their own images, absolutely fascinating. And then at night, the street cleaners come by and they wash it all away. And then the next day, it starts all over again. It's one of the most fascinating things I've ever seen. Um, and what I really admire about them is they don't let the fact that their art will be washed away stop them. Wow. Can you imagine? Can you imagine making a junk journal and then the street cleaner coming by and just whooshing it entirely away like into like a bucket or something? And, and I don't know, the garbage guy comes by, picks up all the wet pages, and then the next day you just sit down and start again. I mean, that's, that's some bravery in art. I don't know. I, I, I'm hoping they take a photo before it goes, but it's really, it's really quite something. Um, and and uh, the freedom to let go and just 
create. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash specialoffer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash specialoffer. There is inherent power in that. That Wow, I, I can't even, because they're not worried about the loss. They're only focused on the creation. And I'm wondering if we can take little tendrils or little threads from that and move that forward into our junk journals? How can we take thoughts, ideas, and give ourselves the freedom and the, the, the wildly free permission to just stay in the creative mode and not worry about what might go wrong, whether it looks good or not, whether Sally will like it, whether I have all the right tools or all the right colors or all the right equipment or supplies, um, or the light, lighting isn't perfect, um, because so many times when I approach a journal, it rarely comes out as planned. Um, and I think that's a good thing. Um, there's nothing wrong with a planned journal and having the, the sanctity and certitude and, and comfort and knowing that you created what you planned. Nothing wrong with that. That's a good comforting feeling, um, in life. But there's an edge where if you're willing to go where you do not know yet, it's like, that's where all the other flavors of Baskin and Robbins live. So you got chocolate, vanilla, and strawberry for the plant. <laughs> and then you've got all those others over there that you don't even know exist. And there will be some duds. Okay, can I, can I just say rainbow bubble gum? Not really a big fan, but had to try it because I had the sparkly eyes when I was little and uh, just wanted to see what it tasted like. And my dear mother, bless her soul, realized she knew going in this was not going to be good. But she's, you know, the kid wants the rainbow bubble gum. Let the kid have the rainbow bubble gum. And she, of course, had her famous pralines and cream. And one lick off of mine, and then I longingly looked at hers. She looked at me. She understand the look completely. And she exchanged cones. What a mom. <laughs> you know, but um, she gave me the opportunity to try and to experience something new and to go out beyond the known edge, which I think is what, you know, I'm hoping that that's what she was encouraging me to do, to try it. Give it a go. What the heck? Roll the dice. Go forward and see what it's like. And um, I encourage you to bring that into your crafting world. Uh, maybe today's the day to try something new. Um, to try maybe a different kind of paper or go try a different thrift shop you never tried. It, just, it doesn't have to necessarily be in the tangible. Maybe it's where you explore for your stuff. Maybe it's where your hunt takes you. Say, I'm not going to go to the same places all the time. I'm going to try three different places today I've never been and just go and hunt around there. Maybe I'll strike gold. Maybe I'll, it'll be duds, but at least I'll know. I, I, I will have new experiences with my old crafty um, version of what I do, which is fun. It'll wake you up. It'll uh, create um, newness, a sense of adventure. And uh, maybe you'll meet new people. You'll talk about new things. It'll spark a new idea in you. And you'll be creating something wonderful. And you'll be off down a new uh, path before you know it. Um, amazing things can happen when you go down that road less traveled. And um, 
Uh, so, yeah, and you can even find those things. Let's say you can't get out. It's not that easy for you to get out and about in the world. You can find newness even in your old place, your old home. Open that drawer you haven't opened in a long time. Rummage, um, ferret, go into the closets, look around. You're going to find things that you totally forgot you had. You have a warehouse full of craft supplies and ideas and imagination um, enhancers all around you all the time. If you look at things differently, just start looking at colors and shapes and textures and remember, have memory, like let your memories flood you. Let it come forward and, and remind you of things and say, hey, I never thought about that for a long time. Um, I often wonder if somebody else is thinking about something like that. Did they have that experience when they were doing their hopscotch drawings and having fun on the sidewalk and um, do kids even play hopscotch anymore? Is that a thing? Um, probably video games and stuff like that today. But, you know, uh, some of us remember. We do. We were there with you. And uh, so I hope you could find, find some chalk and have some fun with it today. So there you go, folks. I hope uh, you had fun and uh, you'll have more fun on your day's journey. Happy crafting. Create with reckless abandon. And I'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye.